0: This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're exploring Sicily right now with the help of Mari Accardi and Alfio Di Moro. Alfio and Mari, thanks for being with us. Ciao, Rick. Ciao, come va? Tutto bene, tutto bene. Mari.
1: Buongiorno, grazie, Rick.
0: Mari and Alfio, you both earn your living taking Americans around Sicily. What are the cliches that Americans bring to Sicily that are wrong? Do Americans have misunderstandings about what Sicily is all about, Mari?
1: Yes, maybe sometimes they think that we are sticking in the past, that women are wearing only black clothes, and that also women can go out without their brothers or something like this. That we are very jealous, and that we are dangerous. That it never rains—that this
0: is true. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> the one cliché is it never rains. But uh, <laughs> Sicilians sometimes. are more modern than a lot of Americans yeah. think. Alfio, what is your take on what misconceptions Americans might yeah, have? Yeah, I this? think oh. you know
2: the majority of misconceptions that Americans have might come from the movies in general. And actually, it is true if Sicily is in a map often it is because it became very famous with a certain kind of movie. I'm talking about the godfather mm-hmm. of uh, Coppola. And in those movies sometimes you get an idea that the island is a little bit obsolete. Mm-hmm. When we go around the island with tourists, it happens all the time. People are very surprised that that is not the case. And they are fascinated about the beauty and the scenery. And surprisingly, at the end of stay they always say, Where is the mafia? We didn't see any muscle of the mafia around. Where is it? More than almost any place in Europe,
0: this is one region that is shaped by one image which is really quite dated. Yeah. I mean of course there is organized crime, but when you go to Sicily as a tourist, it's just really in the movies. Yeah. One thing interesting also is America is a melting pot culture with so many immigrants that shape our demographic. And it is the poor people, not the rich people, that leave a country in Europe to go to America. And the poorest part of Italy was the South and Sicily. Consequently, in the last century, a lot of Sicilians went to America. And Americans think this is Italian culture when oftentimes what they're looking at is Sicilian cultures. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, it is absolutely correct. The great majority of them were from the South. They end up going mainly in North America. Mm -hmm. Right after the unification of Italy, between 1880 and 1920, about 70% of them were Sicilian. And then the, the other big minority was Neapolitans. They end up, all of them, entering North America through Ellis Island. They end up in New York, in Little Italy. And they were in the same neighborhood. And what is fascinating is that there was a fusion of different regions in that neighborhood, in Little Italy, in, in Little Italy, New York, little New York. Huh. Sicilians, Campani, which is the region around Naples, Calabrese, uh-huh. and then a few others. But this is region. mostly south of Rome. Yes, it's all, of all south of Rome. Oh, yeah. Okay. And what is fascinating is that the fusion was about tradition, about dialect, about food. Also, how do I know that? I have. Two cousins, actually I say ciao to them, Larry and Grace, they live in New Jersey. And they occasionally came to visit in Catania, in Sicily, where I live, because their father left from there. And when they speak in dialect, actually, first of all, they don't know if they are speaking in dialect or Italian language. It's a fusion between Sicilian dialect, Mm -hmm. Italian language, Neapolitan, and Calabrese all together together. And they have some, what I call neologism, which I never heard before. So, so for you as a Sicilian to
0: come to the United States and you see your relatives, your, your family, they have a confused understanding of, of what Italy is, really, because it's yes. used here. Yes, absolutely. Mari, now you're from Palermo, which is a vibrant city and an exciting city. Yes. For you, what's a, a great festival where we can see all the glory and the color of Sicilian culture?
1: Okay, there are a lot of festivals, especially to celebrate our patron saints, because uh, <laughs> you need to know that patron saints in Sicily are more important than Jesus, uh, than God, than uh, pasta, <laughs> more important than everything
0: else. Jesus, God, and pasta. <laughs> <Yeah>. Patron <laughs> saints
1: <laughs> supersede
0: those. My, tell me more. Are
1: very important. The patron Not necessarily saint... <laughs> in the same order. <laughs> no, right? no, no, no. Okay, no. okay. <laughs> uh, In Palermo, the patron saint is uh, Saint Rosalie. Uh-huh. Then in Catania is Santagata and in uh, Syracuse is Saint Lucie. Okay. And I love uh, the three of them. And uh, Saint Lucy is famous because uh, on that day we eat only arancine. We can't eat pasta and we can't eat bread, so all the bakeries are closed. Really? This is uh, for Saint the L-
0: Saint Lucy day.
1: Saint Lucy day is on the thirteenth of uh, December.
0: Santa Lucia.
1: Yes, Santa Lucia.
0: Now, Aran- what is the thing? Arancina. Arancina, what is that? Little
1: oranges. Little oranges. Is a fried rice balls
0: uh-huh.
1: filled with uh, meat or with ham and cheese. Well the
0: nickname is Little Oranges, but because yeah, they're arancina. orange and round, they look Aran- like a little orange, yes. but they're fried yes. rice.
1: With meat, this is arancina uh-huh. alla carne, uh-huh. or with ham and cheese. And, and this if you this find is a arancina Sicilian restaurant
0: anywhere in Italy, you can you can ask for this little orange and get it.
1: Uh, only in Sicily, mainly. Only in Sicily.
0: Okay. Yes. Santa Lucia Day. That's December. Yes, uh, but there the 13th are, of there, December. There must be a, a patron saint for every day of the year, so there's a lot of festivals <laughs> in Sicily. No, but
1: in this day on, uh, for St. Lucy we had uh, Only in this day. Cuccia, I tell you the legend. According to the legend, in the 1600 there was a terrible famine, and so people were starving, and they were praying St. Lucy, And on that day, a ship arrived on the port of Palermo. It was loaded with grain. So people were so hungry that they didn't uh, grind the grain. They simply boiled it and they eat it like this with olive oil. And so that's why for this day we eat that is made with boiled grain and uh, ricotta cheese with sugar, chocolate chips and whatever you want to.
0: It sounds good. Alfio, is it good? Actually, I never tried it before. Because you're from Catania? Because I'm from Catania. Interesting. So, this is near and dear to Mari's heart. And in, in Catania, the other side of the island, you're into something else. What's a big festival in Catania?
2: In Catania, the festival is the festivity of Sant'Agata. Sant'Agata okay. is the patron saint of Catania. And supposedly, according to the legend or the scriptures, Sant'Agata and San Lucy were cousins. In any case, we are talking about they called proto-Christian saints, ah. like the very ah. beginning of Christianity. It's the third century A.D. Uh, Diocletian is the emperor, persecution against Christians. A lot of people killed, therefore lots of uh, special saints to remember. Exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. And in particular, Santagada was martyred in a very gruesome way. Her breasts were taken off. Mm. Uh, in Catania, there's this incredible celebration that starts on February the 3rd and ends on the day of the festivity, which is February the 5th. It is three days of madness. Hundreds of thousands of people in the streets wearing a white robe and a black hat. And that is a tradition, actually, that happened in the Middle Ages when maybe the saint, according to the legend, stopped an eruption a Mount Etna that was threatening the city of Catania. And that happened at night and all of the population woke up during the night in their night robe. That's why people go around dressed that way. But what is interesting about food, in Sicily we have lots of sweets because the Arab domination introduced the sugar cane in the island. And we we do a particular sweet called le minuzze di Sant'Agata, the little breasts of Sant'Agata. That is what minuzza means in Sicilian dialect. It is a power-packed sugar, <laughs> super sweet candy made with uh, ricotta cheese and it comes in a shape of the breast. So
0: the little breasts of St. Agatha? Yes. Served only at this festival or all year long?
2: Well, now you can find pretty much year long, but especially during the festival. It sounds like a
0: wild time, and this is an example of how complicated the culture and the history of Sicily is. You've got the Arab influence, you've got the Catholicism, you've got volcanoes, you've got a sweet tooth,
2: you've got lots of legends. This is fun for travelers to check into. Yes. Rick, can I say one thing about the Arancine? Mari was talking about the arancine from Santa Lucia. And Mari lives in Palermo, which is on the other side of the island. On my side of the (laughs) island, in Catania, we do arancine. (laughs) But first of all, we call them arancini. Mm -hmm. They call arancine. And the shape is not spherical, it is conical. So it's still Be- called the little orange, but it's it is called the little orange. The color is the same because it's mm. fried rice, but as the shape of the volcano. Because okay. you're from Catania. Because I'm from Catania, which is nearby the volcano. And when we open Arancino, we say that inside there is the lava because th- there's the red ragu meat sauce Perfect. that replicates the color of the lava. When I'm in Sicily, I always go to Etna. And they've
0: always had these eruptions, so the tourist road up to Edna is always a new road, new paved exactly. asphalt. Mm-hmm. And it's like driving on a on some rich person's driveway that's perfect. It's just perfect black and smooth. It gracefully winds up to the top of the mountain where you can walk to the edge, and it's hot on your feet, but you can look down into that mm-hmm. that hot mountain and then you can almost, I guess you can see Catania from there. You can see for Catania from there, And yes. to drive from the top of Etna down to Catania is a very enjoyable drive. And it's clear how close the volcano is to the great city of Catania. And understandably, even your orange ball is nicknamed for mm. the volcano. Exactly, yeah. Let's finish off with just each of you giving us, in, in your dialect, a, a welcome to any American that might want to come to Sicily.
2: Mari?
1: Trasissi, Trasissi in Sicilia.
2: And what is that in English?
0: It's a uh,
1: come, come in, come in, come to my house. A big <laughs> welcome. Yeah.
2: I would say to all of the Americans, venite in Sicilia, ca bene e vaddivititi. Uh, and that means, please come to Sicily, that you will eat the best food in the world and you will have a lot of fun. All right, I'm on my way. Mari and Alfio, <laughs> thank you very much.
0: Ciao. Ciao, Ciao Blake.
1: Grazie. Rick Steves has spent a third of his adult life in Europe researching and writing guidebooks. Europe Through the Back Door teaches the skills of smart travel. Travel as a political act adds meaning to the journey. And Rick Steves' best-selling country, city, and pocket guidebooks cover every corner of Europe. To learn more, visit the Travel Store at ricksteves.com.